I told them like I have like safe kind of like a safety net I can always go back to if this didn't work out. I think that helped convincing people. Welcome to Discovering Design, a podcast featuring a different guest each episode recounting their career prior to design, what sparked their interest in the creative arts, and how they pivoted to cement their career as a full-time designer. Well, after a lengthy hiatus, we are back with the remaining episodes for season one. For this episode, our guest is Shin Kupsel, a former licensed mental health therapist and current lead product designer at Limbix, where she is helping deliver mental health treatment to young people who need it most. Her story is an example of how serendipitous life can be when you share not only the same home with someone, but as we find out, the same career. And with that, I'd like to introduce Jin Kopzel. born and raised in China. I grew up in a small city called Zhengzhou. It's in the middle part of China. Most of the time uh, when people ask me and tell them the name, most time people don't know where that is. I remember like there's no like tall buildings. They were just like, there's still some, a lot of lands. Um, there's not a lot of cars. Even like before I left, um, my entire neighborhood looks totally different. I think I stayed there until I finished college. Every time I go back, I don't recognize things. And there was new technology. I remember last time I went back, it kind of like made me feel dumb because like, I don't know how to use QR code. I don't know, like I still carry cash where everybody else is like, why you're still doing that? And my dad is a mechanical engineer. He designed um, kind of like a larger machines that I used in the mining industry. My mom was like in management before and after she retired, she started working for him. So they're just running their own business right now. I remember in high school, there's this movie that I really like. There's this psychologist who's like helping other people to kind of like a process their trauma. And I remember thinking, well, that's really cool. Like you are helping people like by having a conversation with them, help them uncover you know, issues and solving the problem. And that's kind of like make me really curious in psychology. And then I decide to study psychology as my major. The psychology industry in general in China is like not very well developed at that time. That was like over 10 years ago. I had a lot of like family friends. They don't understand like why. I do that um, because I think especially my mom encouraged me to explore more like stable jobs like doctors or like accountants. I was fortunate, fortunate that peop- uh, my families are pretty supportive um, and that's how I started like um, kind of my journey in learning psychology. Human being is so complex. There are just so many different layers. There are so many reasons and context bef- behind 
a behavior um, or a decision. And I really want to understand those things. To me, it's very interesting to like discover and uncover things. Helping other people bring me great joy. Um, and in a selfish way to say is it helps with my like personal growth and achievement by like if I can help someone and seeing their life is getting better um, that helped me feel better as a person. At that time, we don't have a lot of really great counseling program in, in China. That's when I started looking into um, the program overseas and that's why I decided to come to the United States. Um, I actually did like two masters here. It took me like a longer. Uh, I think my first master was in child development and family study. I think at that time I wasn't feeling really confident in my language skills and I want to have like a more in-depth understanding um, of like how a person is developed to uh, like who they are. Um, and then after that master, like I, I'm sure like I still want to do focus on counseling. That's when I uh, took another master of marriage and family therapy. The program is two years, was one year of kind of education, one year of practice. And after that, I did my program in New York. Um, and then I moved to California because of family, because of my husband. Um, and was in California, it has like a more strict rules of how you can become a licensed therapist. So you, you need to have like basically 3,000 hours of clinical practice, including talking in the, directly to people and under supervision and um, all these type of like a bracket you need to, uh, you need to hit. Um, so that took me another, I believe it's like a two, maybe two and a half years to do that, to acquire all the experience, maybe even longer than two and a half years. I can't remember. Um, yeah, so after all that work, um, I was finally a licensed therapist. Sometimes a day is packed with back-to-back um, clients. Sometimes it's sitting around all day um, and just like catching up on notes. What drives me to work is seeing people making progress. Uh, I think that's the, that was the most um, satisfying things. Walking through a tough journey with someone when they feel like they're not alone in some of the most challenging times in their life. I think those are like the moment that I really appreciate of working as a therapist. I have some long-term plan. Well, at that time I was working at an agency. Um, my long-term plan is to eventually have my own practice and see people that way. That way I can have like a more freedom. My reservation, I think it's a lot of logistics that involved in terms of like running your own business. The most important thing that make me not Wanting to do that eventually is when I realize how, you know, when you're a private practice clinician, you're most, most of your clients are still people who have enough money and resources and being able to see a private practice clinician while people that 
who are underserved, where they still struggle for poverty, the lack of resources, those type of people, they are still, they still cannot get much support. So I think that was like a turning point for me where I think personally, I had more compassion working with people who are underserved. And I, I don't think that I get too much opportunity to do that if I'm a private practice clinician. I think in my case, it was pretty easy for me because my husband is also a designer. I remember being really curious about about his work. I see him like doing designs on like Sketch, Illustrator. I was like way back in the days before before Figma. I remember being like, oh, this is so interesting. What are what are you working on? What what is design? Like I, I remember it was hard for me to understand design as not just the visual. Um, I remember I didn't believe that at the beginning when I first learned about design. And it's so funny now I reflect back on those moments now. After kind of like I got exposed to design at first, I didn't think too much. To me, it was like just very, this thing very interesting, curious about. I think gradually when I become when I start feeling like I'm not satisfied with my previous career. I think one of the struggles I had working as a clinician is you work with one person at a time. Um, sometimes you do group sessions, but that's still very limited and there's not too much you can really change when someone is getting stuck in like the system, but with designs, you could, you know, make change on a larger scale. I, I was waiting for a buzz with my husband. We we're going to a friend's home. Um, and I, I was already kind of like start thinking about uh, switching careers for, for a while. I think I, I had a moment where I remember telling myself, um, like, like, if you don't make change right now, um, are you really going to be happy with like, having this regret for the rest of your life. Um, and I remember thinking, no, I don't want to have that regret. I want to be able to just, just do it. And if it turned out great, then that's great. If it didn't turn out great, at least I tried. I can always go back to what I do before. I know I was good at it. Um, so like, why not just take the risk and didn't, it didn't seem like it's that big of a risk. That's where I started having a lot of conversation with him. Um, and I think through these conversations make me realize it's, it's not just pixels. There's like so much more involved and you're also can increase the quality of other people's lives and through building these different either like product or interface or features that was very interesting it, it, it took me a while to like fully understand so i could talk to him about like design things or like asking him about his thoughts on like how to approach a problem he's been doing design for like seven or eight years so he's very seasoned he has like a more like a mature kind of ways of thinking of product design. So sometimes I do feel like I can take shortcuts in some way where like can just consult with like some more seasoned person, give me some more guidance. 
everybody was pretty supportive. Um, that definitely helped a lot. And uh, people would like start helping me research um, these different programs um, and resources. I think I've, I was lucky that um, all the feedback I got from friends and family are pretty supportive. Um, I think part of it is because they, I told them like I have like safe, kind of like a safety net I can always go back to if this didn't work out. I think that helped convincing people. Uh, yeah. Not specific advice, but a lot of encouragement, a lot of uh, I'm really glad that you're finally decided to do this thing, um, that I'm happy for you. Uncertainty, ambiguity and fear and excitement. <laughs> um, it's like all mixed together. Pablo Stanley, I really admire him. I, I think the main reason is um, I started watching his YouTube video about tutorial sketch and other design softwares. And what makes me really like, like him is he's always like very enthusiastic, has like this really positive energy. I remember being someone who just started doing design, who don't know what sketch is after watching his video, feel like, oh, I could do this too. It's not that hard. The visual skills, um, it's always kind of like a comeback to that. I remember like struggling a lot, feeling like, this is really hard. I don't know why I can do this. Um, I'm not an artist. Like, I don't know what color combination looks the, the, the best. And I, I know I need to pass like a minimal bar uh, of a visual skill bar to be a decent product designer. Um, that part I struggled a lot. I think what, what helped is um, a lot of practice, a lot of, um, studying and researching on like best practice out there spend i remember spending a lot more time um checking out different apps on the phone or website trying to understand like why certain things looks good certain thing doesn't i think what i learned so far is um taking initiative is very important um and being able to really back up your decision and have some backbones and not just um, because someone said question your decision and you feel like you, the imposter syndrome kick in you feel like oh no like I what do I know I'm just like a junior designer uh, not let that mentality impact um, how you communicate your decisions and how you make design decisions. Um, I think those are the most valuable lessons I learned because the company is an early stage startup. A lot of time it requires you to take initiative because if you if you don't do it, no one else will. The reason I apply there is because uh, we're a mental health startup and I even I switched my career, I still want to be as close as the mental health or like healthcare industry. I was pretty sure that I want to be 
in the mental health tech, or at least like health tech industry. Um, that's where I start my searching pool. Uh, and the career advisor at my bootcamp, um, you know, like, she would talk about like, it's, it's a good thing, but also at the same time, it limit your options. Um, it might take you like longer than other people. Sometimes you might have to you know, make compromise, do something else before this, I think. I, I didn't know like why I didn't like start searching with within the bigger pool. Um, I think I, I just really want to see whether I can find a job like within this field that I'm really passionate about. Um, I just want to try it first. And I got lucky. We are currently building a um, prescription digital therapeutics for adolescents who are struggling with depression. Um, so prescription digital therapeutics is um, basically if you think of it as a digital drug um, and it's something that a provider can prescribe to someone who's struggling with depression, in our case teens, um, but currently does not have access to mental health care. Um, so in, in instead of like prescribing antidepressant or in addition to prescribing antidepressant, then the doctor will prescribe like our applications um, to the teen to use as um, a standalone treatment. So we are going through this rigorous clinical trial process um, and the end goal is to get FDA clearance um, to become a prescribed um, digital therapeutics in the future. I think I'm more, I have a more positive outlook um, when a tough situation, when I encounter a tough situation. Um, it could be at work, it could be just life. Um, I think what I really benefit from this journey is to know that um, you can always problem solve. There's always solutions. There are always more than one solutions. Um, and I think that gave me more like a, just more positive outlook in general. It was, it was really hard at the beginning, especially because um, our company has really awesome engineers um, and really awesome like Basically, everyone else is, is awesome. Like our engineers are, they're all working, worked at like Facebook, Google, all these like you know, really great companies. Um, and I remember coming in, I remember feeling like, oh, they seen like good designs. They know what good designs are. Um, that at even more pressure. Um, I remember I was so stressed. I started having like, stomach issues um and yeah it's <laughs> so kind of like really um I, I don't remember being like that stressed uh, before at any point in my life kept in touch like closely with my cohorts who went through the um boot camp with me so i feel like a close network of people who are in the same situation as me to support each other um, to kind of like knowing, oh, like you're experiencing this too. Um, so it's like, it's not just me, like, you know, it's kind of like it, it is what it is. <laughs> and you, 
just work through it, like having more support and building up your skills um, and try to be, try to have like a more confidence in yourself. Like even you are telling yourself like, you know, you're not good enough. Uh, I think also, I think recognize that, recognize that I was like going through imposter syndrome is helpful as well uh, to be able to like recognize that because then sometimes you can be like, yeah, I'm, I'm really feeling not confident, but I know I'm also going through this. Um, that helped a lot as well. Um, and then beyond that, just having a lot more practice, um, kind of like uh, when you're not working, um, like spending more time like a read up, um, either medium articles or listening to podcasts and try to really immerse myself in the environment, um, learning from others. I think the best thing of transitioning from kind of like a therapy field or like being a clinician is it helped you um, understand practice how to ask questions. Um, that's very helpful in any sort of user interviews or like testings. Um, so you you kind of like a know, like in what type of situation, ask what type of question can get the information that you want from a person, um, either their self process or their opinion on certain things. And also I think because of that therapy experience, I'm really comfortable with silence, like have silence in the room, like when going through any user interviews. Right now my plan is because we are about to start our next clinical trial for this digital therapeutic product. Um, my plan is to kind of like a follow through and um, be because this, this, in this prescription digital therapeutics, even within the mental health tech industry is still pretty new. Um, not too many people are, are doing this right now. So there's a lot you kind of need to figure out yourself. Um, so I want to be someone who can, um, you know, build up a lot of experience and maybe even figure out some best practice of how to build a product um, of like a digital therapeutics. I still miss being a therapist. Um, I think eventually I want to to do that, but I think right now um, I want to like focus on design more. Yeah, I, I try to do part-time, but I think it's too much. <laughs> yeah. Trust the process, go through the process, and it, it's okay to feel stress, and you will feel stress and nervous, but it's okay, just go through the process. Um, and you'll get there. Well, that wraps up episode number eight. I want to thank Jing Kobsel for sharing their journey and thank all of you for listening. Till next time.